You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, August the 12th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And more football talk today. Good gracious. Of course, it will always continue. Whether or not we've got a season or not, we are going to find something to talk about in this insane sport that we love so dearly. But uh, before we do that, winningcureseverything.com is the website. That's where you can find everything you need to know about us. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms are over there. You can subscribe to the live show. We're on Periscope. We're on Twitch. We are on Facebook. And we are on YouTube. Uh, If you would like to chat with us today, obviously right down there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen is a chat box. Any platform that you are on, any of those live platforms, you can chat into their uh, their platform, their chat thing, whatever, and it will all populate right there so everybody can be a part of the show and you can have conversations amongst yourselves or with us. Either way, you will help drive the conversation. Yeti304 jumps in already on YouTube. He said, what's up, guys? College football lives to see another day. Now, how many more days? We don't know, but, uh, but we're going to enjoy it while we can. I mean, obviously, you're going to try and preview as much as possible, but uh, who knows? Who knows at this point what is going to happen? If you miss a live show, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Any of your favorite podcast apps will have it. That includes Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. And if you would so kindly go and leave a nice five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out. A five-star written review would help the most. Obviously, this show is free. We provide content every day. Hopefully, you would support us enough to go over there and leave a nice review. We appreciate that. Chris... How was your day, brother? Is everything going well? That's fine. Ready yeah, I'm with you. It's been incredibly busy. Of course, we're trying to keep up with all the news that we've got, along with all the other things that entail our daily lives. And it is getting more and more difficult to do that. So, 
let's go ahead and dive in. Topic number one here, that would be the Big 12 released their schedule today, which is kind of crazy to even think about. The fact that they are releasing a schedule after all of the mess from the last few days. The Big 10, Pac-12, cancel. And then we're trying to figure out whether or not the Big 12 last night was going to decide to play or not. Not only did they decide to play, they went ahead and released the schedule, told everybody what their plans are, they're going forward. Here are some of the comments from Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby from earlier today. They had a press conference, they released the schedule, they did all this. They are allowing the teams to schedule a non-conference game before their conference schedule starts on September 26th, just like everybody else. So the first one was Kansas State adding a September 12th home game with Arkansas State. And now Iowa State has scheduled Louisiana. Now, that would be a very interesting game to me. Uh, Billy Napier against Matt Campbell, that that could be a lot of fun. But either way, uh, he said, what we found out was golden 60 days ago is basically garbage today. He said, uh, on the season getting started, he said, I feel good about it. It's hard to handicap these things. Anyone who says they can tell you what's going to happen with the virus is delusional. Uh, He said that Nebraska has not reached out to the Big 12. He said that they do have a college football playoff call next week to discuss things. Said uh, it'll be a while into the season before all of it is resolved, but there's no obvious reason why they could not have a playoff this season. Uh, He said if other leagues opt to play in the spring, anytime anyone at any level has decided they're not going to play, that affects us. I don't know if we would want to be the only conference playing in the fall. Uh, And then he said on proceeding with the season. Now this is the big one. He said our medical professionals have told us Move forward, go slowly, make adjustments as needed. If we get to a point where our doctors say you have two wheels off the track and you're headed for a wreck, we will pivot that day. So, you know, I mean, we're we're going to see what happens here. Um, <laughs> Matt Miller said, okay, now you guys can uh, can bleep on Kevin Warren after he threatened Nebraska. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. No worries. No worries. But first, we're going to talk about the Big 12. The, uh, the schedule, oh, by the way, as we are talking here, Texas is hosting UTEP on September 12th, and that's going to be its only non-conference game. So so we'll see what happens with that, of course. Um, going through some notes for the Big 12 schedule. Chris, have you actually seen the schedule? Nope, hadn't looked at it one second. Yeah. Won't I, either, don't care. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you really should. Um, the biggest game, of course, October 10th, is still going to be the day for Texas and Oklahoma. They are planning on getting that in, and they are still planning on playing it at the Cotton Bowl. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's it's kind of odd to uh, to be doing a neutral site game where there's going to be no fans. But, hey, to each their own. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Each team has two bye weeks. The conference title game can be high, uh, held either December 12th or December 19th. That means there are three weeks of wiggle room to still play all or a vast majority of their games if the season starts um, later than they anticipate. So, you know, I mean, we we can talk about matchups. We can talk about games all day long. We're not going to right now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got some fun ones to, to open up with. You know, September 26th looks like it's going to be a full slate of games between the SEC, ACC, and the Big 12. If we get to that point, uh, there was a pretty telling article from Pat Forty earlier, and I don't have it pulled up. But there was a a quote from Tom Mars, who is an attorney uh, who handled, you know, some of the... He he was Houston Nuts' attorney 
when he was suing Ole Miss. And along with that, I mean, a ton of other NCAA. He's handled a bunch yeah. of the waiver Yeah, uh, a bunch of the transfer situations. Stuff. Yeah. For transfers. So, and, and then all of a sudden, once he was doing that, then all of a sudden he got hired by the NCAA. So, like, yeah. he uh, he has been all around this side of things. And he basically came out and said, there are plaintiff lawyers that are hoping that the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC go forward and, and play this season. Because if anything goes wrong, they are going to sue the pants off of the universities and the conferences. I mean, they are going to take them down, and it is not going to be pretty. So, with that being said, what what are the odds here? I mean, what, you know... So once once I started thinking about the legal situations and I I heard Pat Forty talk about that on their podcast, saw in his his thing and and, and we kind of touched base with Tom. Uh, he's right. They're going to be lined up around the corner yeah. because there, if there are two things that ruin everything in this country, that probably start it with good intentions. It's politics, and it's attorneys, it's lawyers. Yeah, and that's it. We, we over-politicize everything, and we over-litigate everything. And some kid that's, you know, not a, a five-star athlete who's never had a, a brown bag of cash dropped off to him is going to get sick, and they might have some symptoms, and they might have some issues. And, and when they do, some attorney, some ambulance-chasing attorney is going to find them, and they're going to say, we can get you – million. Look at what these schools are worth. Look at how big those endowments are. They put your life at risk for money. Over a game. For money. Yeah. For money. Not not a game. For money. Yeah, but for money. No, you're right. And so and so therefore, therefore, we think you're owed a large portion of that. And how many of those cases do you need to bring down a school or a uh, a conference? Well, the, the Because they're going to go after the schools and the conferences, yeah. by the way. Uh, Matt Miller jumps in here. He said, good luck with that. You have to have proof that they contracted it. Uh, I don't know that you're going to have to have proof in the in the civil court. This is not criminal charges, brother. Yeah. It is you've got to convince juries that it's more probable than not. 49 point whatever, it's 50.1% 50, 50. that they more than likely did this. Yeah. That's the... Burden of proof. Civil court is not criminal court. Well, let me let me read you what I got from a uh, from a lawyer today. Uh, he said, "I think what schools say publicly about the safety of their campuses and sports programs would have a lot to do with the potential risk of liability they will be facing." As for your question about bringing students back, because I I said, "What is the difference here?" Because I, thirteen of the fourteen Big Ten schools are going to have students on campus. Sure. He said, "As for that question." The only difference I see, and it's the most obvious one, is that the students who are not playing football will not be in contact with other students to the degree that football players would be, which is about as close contact with someone else's breath, sweat, and spit as anyone could imagine. So, now he he also, I will mention this, he said, uh, considering the daily and nightly life of your average dorm room college student, it seems to me that bringing students back to campuses is like opening new mass incubators for the virus, but it's not the same as football. So, and you know, that's, that's the thing you, you can provide a, a safer place on campuses. Um, 
you can provide a, a, a safer spot on campus in your classrooms for the things that you can control. You can't tell a kid not to go out and, and sleep with somebody or you can't go to bars. Go to or dinner else. with them or but, hang out or yeah, whatever. No. But you can't – and Levi Hamilton jumps in and said, LOL, college students won't be in contact with each other. Ha ha. We all look at this the same way, but the colleges are not in control of that. What they That's are right. in control of is whether or not you actually get to play a sport that – you are going to literally be mashing on each other, right? That is where all of this stuff, all this talk about litigation and whatnot comes in. Now, we obviously want the college football season. I'm, I'm curious whether or not the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 believes that they have enough to say, okay, like we are going to be safe from any kind of legal ramifications here without any kind of waiver, without anything like that. Uh, if if the option to opt out is enough for these players, like I, I mean, who knows? Um, Matt Miller said, "Okay, then a, a, a normal kid can a normal kid sue if they get it in the library? They can try." I, I doubt but, it because that normal kid wasn't made to go to the library. Well, and and not only well, and now he could say uh, in class, right? And and that's what they'll try and do with the with the football player, right? He wasn't made to play football. That's but, right, but. Again, this all the, the, comes here's, down to here's the difference is is uh, we're trying to litigate this thing here, okay? Yeah. The problem is is you have to put yourself in a panel of jurors that are not college football fans. They're going to be rando people, yes. all right, from God knows where, okay? And and they are going to see big greedy corporation that does not pay their pay their labor, forcing them to play kids in and the middle these of a pandemic. Kids get sick. That's that's what they're going to say. They're not going to see, you know, math student in the library studying. They don't care about that. That's that's not going to win anybody over because nobody's profiting greatly off of that math student or that science student in the library toiling over their studies. No, no, no great abounds of money is being made off of the back of that. There are large sums of money being made off the back of these college kids. Now, I do have to wonder, you know, had they gotten the um, the NIL stuff done years ago, had they allowed them allowed the players to unionize years ago, would yep. that have made any difference uh, right a now? And I think percent, it would. Yes, yes. They would be playing, all of them would be playing right now. Across the board, all Power Five would be playing right now if they had – name, image, and likeness, and had allowed them to unionize back when Northwestern tried to. A hundred percent. Because they would have sat down with the union leaders. They would have negotiated a deal. There would have been no no waivers needed. There would have been, you are the labor, we are the the, the job provider, and 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 this is how this is what we all agreed to. Yes, we all agreed to this. Anybody who wants to opt out can opt out. Yes, they can opt out. If you opt in, you're in. No calls, right? Yeah. We're good. And, and that would be different because that is an organization that each player would give authority to speak for them and vote for them on their behalf. We yeah. don't have that here. Thank you, NCAA, for stopping that all these years because you never thought this would happen. Um, Levi Hamilton jumps in and said, what are the uh, specifics of the opt-out provisions? Do the players who continue to play sign waivers? Well, the opt-outs... Uh, are basically you can opt out and still keep your scholarship 
They don't know about the eligibility portion of it, and they—I mean—they don't know about the eligibility for the Big Ten kids that aren't getting a season this year. So, I mean, it, who knows? The eligibility right? would only really hurt like fifth-year starters, fifth-year seniors, right? Maybe because everybody yeah. else could claim this as a as a redshirt year. Yeah, and anybody that is a redshirt senior. So, so eligibility yeah. is only affected if you're a if you're a senior who's are a redshirt senior. That's well, it. the other side is like if you're a a junior, like are you going to get two years now? Well, that, or that, you know? if if you haven't burned a red shirt, then you can always use the red shirt. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, so that's that, the thing. That, those that's, are things that need to get worked out. That's pretty easy to work out, by the way. When the, in These the NCAA, are, we're getting of stuck course, in in really small, simple things. Yeah, the NCAA it has not said a word. About no, any of this. No, I mean, there's just, Mark Emmert's not going to do anything. Um, he said to the players who continue to play sign waivers, uh, no, the NCAA does not allow that. They began that. Yeah, Ohio State tried to get them to sign waivers, and the it, NCAA said, nope, It wasn't just Ohio State. It was it was a lot of teams. A lot of teams were trying that, um, basically to to protect themselves from being sued over it. Yes, but yeah, some exactly of, what we're talking about. Yeah, some of the waivers included stuff about, you know, long-term care over COVID and, and all this kind of mess. And, I mean, had they taken all that other crap out and basically were just like, you can't sue us, but we're going to take care of you? Like, I think it might have been okay initially. I mean, at, at this point, who knows? Who knows? I mean, the whole thing's just ridiculous. Uh, Huey jumps in. He said, what's up? Finally get to watch a live show. There you go. That's what I'm talking oh about. Uh, so, yeah, this is all scary. Um, obviously, we want football. You know, uh, we may be limited to the NFL this year, but at this point, I mean, <laughs> who knows about any of this stuff? Like, it's so much easier with uh, with baseball. and what, But we do have hockey. I mean, hockey is right up on each other, and UFC is right up on each other. So, I, you know. Hell, I the NBA is right on each other. Yeah. I mean, they, they all are. I, every every sport that's being played outside of really baseball and, and, and golf. People are touching one another constantly. People are sweating on one another constantly. Yeah. No, you're right. You are right. Uh, let's move into our next topic here, and that is Mr. Ryan Day. Ryan Day is fired up right now. I mean, he is, uh, I, I would say, livid. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's too broad of a term. Maybe that's too, uh, too nice right now. Um, he said today, you work your whole life for an opportunity to coach a team like this. This team is special, and it's special because it's talented. It is special because it has leadership. It is special because of the character. It could have been a once-in-a-lifetime team. This quarantine, this virus was not going to get in their way. Now, he, uh, he said it was an awful meeting Tuesday when he and Smith informed the players about the postponed season. Um, and then uh, along with that, he said that he wants an eight- or nine-game season pushed back until January, right? He wants to start this thing up in early January and get this thing in. But he has not heard a word from the Big Ten, and that should let you know exactly what's going on. The Big Ten canceled, and they have not spoken to anybody about what is going on. They have not let anybody know anything about what they're doing, and people are pissed. They are irate about this. And now, we all know, that they are not going to have a season in January. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, I it, I would love to be wrong about this, but I don't believe that I am. So, 
Chris, give me give me your thoughts here. Um, why in the world has the Big Ten not reached out to all of these different institutions and at least given them something? Because they don't have anything to say to them. They've talked to their presidents. They, th- th- this is a job where the presidents need to reach out to their employees. It's not the commissioner's job to have these conversations. If I, It's not the Big Ten's office to call all 14 schools and have 14 individual conversations with each 14 pissed off coach. Well, but that's just not there. That's just not, this wasn't their decision. It was a decision from the president's. The president needs to call their damn employees. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you there. Who made the um, decision? Well, I mean, obviously it was the president's. Okay. Then that's who needs to call Ryan. Ryan doesn't need to be mad at the, at the conference. Why are they, what what do they have to do? Well, because the, because the conference has no plan. They have no idea right now. The conference has no, you're right. The conference has no plan, but that's, I get that. Here's the deal. Trying to tell them what they're going to do, not going over very well. Okay. And then you want, then you're, then you're wondering why they won't reach out to you because you're being a dick. Okay. This is, this is where we are in life is something didn't go our way. And so instead of trying to work with the people that we strongly disagree with, we just call them out on social media, throw our hands up and say, I'm going to make this demand, this demand, this demand. And if I don't get it, then, you know, I'm going to whine, bitch, and moan. And I'm going to throw a fit. No, you have to work with these people, okay? We're going to get to the same thing with Nebraska, all right? People want to kick Nebraska out just because they Nebraska tried to do something, all right? Yeah. And Ohio State, by the way, is doing the exact same thing. They are. They have talked and said that they are doing everything they can, and they are pushing, trying to play this season. Um, yeah. You know, which is, which is kind of crazy because you had a fight. You yeah. have a disagreement. This is a bad situation. It's not going the way you want. It's not going the way I want either. But you cannot go to the conference office and de- and start making demands because you didn't get the way you wanted. Yeah. Uh, this is what I, he- I understand the frustration. I understand the being pissed off. But you got to work with these people. This is, uh, and, this is and what he told ESPN. And not calling you, I'm sorry, your highness. I know that you win the conference every year, this but is, they do not bend to your will. This is what uh, Day said to ESPN. He said, uh, we are still exploring all those options on playing this fall. This thing is moving, it's changing, and we are looking at everything to play. I promise you that. He said, uh, some of the things Nebraska has asked about are things we continually ask about as well. We play non-conference games year in and year out, so in this unique situation, we're just trying to find out what exactly the conference's stance is on this, what it means with TV contracts and everything else. We are asking all of those questions. Um, Yeah. I mean, he said, it's not a bubble, but it's close to it here that we created for our guys. There was a lot of hard work put into this. That's so, And he's right on that. And we've been talking about that forever. This yeah. is why we think these football players are safer inside the world of football for college on those campuses and and playing one another is because they really are kind of a bubble. You you don't go to a lot of campus parties and find the football players hanging out. Now, I guess you do sometimes, but it's real easy to tell them, hey, guys, we can't do that this year. And, and I actually think a lot of these kids are doing a pretty damn good job of being compliant. Yeah, when you have an incentive, when you have that carrot, like we talked about, it, it's of, it, of a season. Major League Baseball is doing it. If you get caught going out, Listen, you can do that all you want. 
you're I now mean, suspended. The, yeah, the Without Indians. Pay, uh, you're gonna you're gonna pay consequences. The Indians sent a guy home and had to rent yes. him a car and just made him drive home. Yep, like drive your ass <laughs> back because you are acting a fool. Yeah, and we're not gonna do it, and we're not gonna allow it. In college, it's real easy to do the same thing. If you get caught out at a party, sorry, you left the bubble, bro. Yeah. You don't get to come back. You got to self quarantine. We got to get several positive t- or negative tests from you, and then you can come back in the fold. And when you come back, there's going to be discipline. Yep, there will be consequences. Period. Yes. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but but I think I think a lot of these kids would honestly, if we gave them the right to play football, they would comply. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I believe that as well. I do think there will be some idiots, but yes. oh yeah, there's always going to be some. Yeah. But that's when you got to stand your ground. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, let's dive into the comments real quick. Um, Matt Miller said, "I just hate that every aspect of the country has played the middle game. If masks help open everything up and require them, if kids are living in dorms, in-person classes, etc., then sports can be played." Uh, he said, "The Marlins played with people having the coronavirus in baseball against the Phillies, and the Phillies had zero player cases. That is true." Um, yes, Damian. Now, it, baseball again, not exactly the same as football, but. You know they're still close to each other, but basically everybody is trying to do the right thing. Yeah, no, you're you're right, you're right. Uh, Damian Estrada jumps in. We love our boy Damian. Sorry if anybody takes this the wrong way, but I don't think that politics is the problem. Yes, there is corruption, but I think it's sports that is keeping us blind from fixing the problem this world has. Just saying, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I understand where you're coming from. I do think. The political I don't know sides. How sports is hurting any. Uh, sports definitely isn't making it worse. Well, he, he thinks that sports is keeping us blind from from fixing these problems. Like mm. we're we're not just saying that we should have college football because we want college football. That is not the only reason. No, like and I don't. Are, but I, obviously, I don't think I'm blind to anything either. Yeah. So but we we do our best to look at uh, at every side of every argument, and that's you know if we if we find out some new information and we're wrong about something. We reserve the right to change our minds about things. I think any yes. smart person would. Yes. But in this situation, now what the Big Ten is doing by leaving the football program or football uh, operations and whatnot open, and they're still going through twenty What's hours. What's strange a week. about that is, is now so all the football operations yeah. are open. So these kids are still going to work out together. They're still going to train together. They're still going to watch film together. They're going to do all the things that they would normally do in football. But that three hours on Saturday when they have to do something with another team that's been doing the same thing as them, that's that's where they're dangerous. That's it's what weird. I can't wrap my mind around. That doesn't make sense. That science doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it's, they, they get to do it together on campus, but not off campus against they're somebody else. They're living in the like bubble, it's... but that three hours where they're still in a bubble – with another team that's been in a bubble is is all of a sudden dangerous. That's what doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's what I don't understand. Now, I'm, again, I'm fine with no games if the players are still being taken care of like this because they're uh, supposedly still going to have the same number of tests and all that kind of stuff, which another source of mine said that the testing was – that the Big Ten and the the Power Five conferences where they're doing the the two tests per player per week, you know, all that kind yeah. of mess, and then they can, if they show symptoms, they get tested. If they feel weird, if yep. if they feel like they might have been close to somebody, they can get, you know, tons of tests. They're spending $150,000 a month just on tests. Yep. Like, that doesn't include all the medical personnel, all the different things that they've had to put in place, like, et cetera. Like, it's a lot of damn money. So if they are still planning on doing that, cheers to it. 
You know, yep. that's that's perfectly reasonable. Like we we don't have an argument with it from that side if they are continuing these things. I just find it hard to believe that if you don't have your typical income coming in, that you ain't going to make some cuts. And who knows what it might be, but there will be budget cuts at some point. Somebody's going to lose their, a bunch of people are going to lose their jobs, et cetera. And that's where it becomes a, a massive deal. Um, Levi jumps in. He said, they faked a plan with a schedule release and then six days later canceled everything. What changed? Warren was asked this directly multiple times and he dodged the question every time. I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, the only thing that, that changed was the presidents got together and voted. Yeah. That's it. Like, they released a schedule before they got a vote from, from the presidents. So, and I'll, let, let's, let's dive into the myocarditis thing for just a minute. And I know that this isn't a, a, a Ryan Day topic here. But the, the myocarditis thing, the SEC and the ACC both have known about this because it is common with every virus. We talked about this on the show yesterday, and by God, I don't mean to get super fired up about it, but the SEC and ACC have already implemented things into whether or not a player can return based on echocardiograms, uh, different cardiac stress tests, like all of these different things to check on the heart before they are ever allowed to go back and practice after they have tested positive for COVID. Like, this was already built in. Just because those jackasses elsewhere didn't even think about it doesn't mean that it wasn't known. This is, that's why all, I swear to God, a college football commissioner, a college football leadership group of some sort that was over all of this, which is, I guess, what the NCAA is supposed to be, but obviously they're not. Like The problem is, is nobody's over the precedent. And, and there's no communication. There's just none. Like, it, I, I, I have gotten so worked up over the last 30 days. So I, I wear this Fitbit, right? And it tests, like, my, my heart rate levels, and it lets me know, <laughs> like, at different points when I've gotten a little, uh, a little too fired up. And it just irritates the ever-loving piss out of me to hear these kind of things like it's something new. Like the, the myocarditis stuff is something new. It's not. It's just not. And it's not to say that it's not a risk. It obviously is. But it's not one that wasn't known. Like Matt Miller uh, said, also 18 to 24-year-olds, 0.02% death rate. Now, it, But death is not what we're talking about. We're talking about it, having long-term health issues. Like that's, that's where it becomes a problem. And, you know, either way, he said, uh, you had a better chance of dying in a car accident. Biggest study for kids and coronavirus in the world from the UK said kids rarely, if ever, spread it. I would tend to agree with that, except there are other studies that have shown uh, other things about it. So, you know, I mean, in in Florida, they had over 100,000 kids under the age of 15 that got it just in July. So, I mean, you know, uh, what are we we doing? Or not 100,000, whatever it is. Some massive number in the United States. Matt Huey said, why hasn't Elon Musk created a system like Avatar where players use Avatar bodies to play the game of football? <laughs> if Eli, if you were to ask Elon, he'd tell you it's coming. Hey, it's coming. That's a really good idea, actually. Oh, God. Not I'd, a I'd watch idea. that. It's a sci-fi world. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Levi Hamilton said, well, I mean, hell, we, we do it with Madden all the time anyway. I mean, oh, God. Uh, Levi Hamilton said, plus that 0.02% all have comorbidities. These are pretty healthy kids. Yes, that's true. Um, and, and that's another good thing about the football program, right? Is they are all tested. They all have physicals. They all run through all these different things. Sometimes somebody slips through the crack with something that you did not know that they had, 
right? And it's just a, a flukish kind of thing. But it is very, very rare that that ever happens. So uh, Matt Miller said, uh, just look at the data. It's sad that even the medical community has become politicized. I would also bet the lifting and indoor practices spread it worse than an outdoor game under the sun. Uh, shake my head. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I mean, that indoor air for sure. Joseph Gomez, sports is trying to adapt, but you can see differences in leadership and mindsets across the conferences and states, not political. Um, he said the NCAA just cashed their TV checks and make sure nobody kills each other. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, the NCAA just handles the college basketball tournament. Like, that's it. That's, you know, they, they do nothing with football. Uh, other than when somebody gets caught breaking the rules, then they are sure to show up. If somebody sleeps on somebody's couch, they will uh, be the first ones there. Uh, Huey said, be careful with COVID testing. If someone comes to your door saying those... T- I don't know why I start reading his stuff. Darren McCardle jumps in. He said, hi, y'all. Hi, Darren. Good to see you in here. Uh, And then Matt Miller said, herpes, which affects 30% of the population, causes myocarditis. They also play football. I would bet that CTE affects them more by the time they're 60 than Corona ever did. I mean, if if we're talking about Antonio Brown, uh, it might be before 60. So, you know, either way. Um, Let's dive off of that stuff. Let's talk about something a little more interesting. Chris, you brought this to my attention earlier today, and I thought it was a fascinating idea. Yep. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about college coaches as NFL consultants for this year. So, obviously. So, um, yeah. so the NFL, if college doesn't play, so if all this stuff goes funk, all right, which, which I now think after seeing the statement from Tom Mars, I believe lawyers are going to ruin this just as much as anybody else has. It's 100%. fine. Um, if we don't play, what are these coaches to do? Because these guys are not really good at sitting at a lake and fishing. They, you know, going, going and relaxing, and we're now asking them to relax for months and months and months, okay? These guys eat, sleep, and breathe football. The NFL is a great place for a lot of these top-tier coaches and real innovative coaches to um, get hired in as consultants. And yeah. I think this could be really kind of crazy for the NFL and shake up the NFL a lot. I also think it's going to give some college coaches a little taste of the pros, and we'll see if a few of them decide to jump ship or not. Well, there there is uh, Zach Smith, you know, the former uh, Ohio State assistant, all that kind of mess with Urban Meyer, whatever. Uh, all of that, he believes that Ryan Day could be tired of this whole college issue. Yep. So and, and he could I, go on I, to be a uh, NFL head coach. 
Yep. So I, I think I thought I got a couple of teams and a couple of coaches that just stood out. And this is just off the top of my head. Okay. I haven't put more than five, 10 minutes of thought into this, but I really enjoy it. First, my Patriots, um, to piss everyone off. There is no doubt in my mind, his BFF, uh, Nick Saban would, would come help run the defense and who I think Josh McDaniels would call is an old friend of his. Josh McDaniels reached out to Dan Mullen when he drafted Tim Tebow back in Denver and said, how do I learn to play with this guy? And I think Dan would be the perfect guy to go up to New England and help Josh with Cam. I, I think so as well. If it's not so. jo- if it's not if it's not Dan, then we got a real all in the family kind of situation if he goes and gets Gus. Oh, that that was and that we was have my Saban first and Gus working under the same roof for a year. Put a camera on it. Oh, I would love Sell it that. to pay per view. Oh, I love that. It'd be unbelievable. Um, hey, by the way, on this topic, um, let's see. Not Joseph Gomez. Uh, Damien said, "Jim Harbaugh to the Bears. Hell yeah, let's do it, yep. please." Yeah. So, so I've got a perfect. couple for the Bears. I got a couple for for all these guys. Okay. So, Harbaugh, Harbaugh to the Bears. Definitely could see that. Um, you're the 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 most obvious and easiest one out of all of them is Jerry Jones just throwing a metric shit ton of money at Lincoln Riley. Oh yes. And and saying, hey, just just come a couple miles south, hang out down here, hang out McCarthy, with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. McCarthy better tuck tuck that asshole up. <laughs> <laughs> this this boy right here might take your job. Things gonna get a little heated there. Um, I I think it would be wise for my guy Matt Rule down in Charlotte to bring in a couple of guys that that are helping innovators. His offensive coordinator, also my guy, um, Joe Brady, has yeah. only had a full time job once, and it was last year. And that was his first full-time job ever. And now he's the offensive coordinator for an NFL team. Um, so names that I like for the Panthers to bring in would be like a Mike Leach or a Gus Malzahn, an offensive hey, guru. No, 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 no. Don't even go that route. Bring in Steve Insminger. If LSU's not playing, bring Insminger up there with Joe Brady. They obviously have oh, a really yeah, good working be, relationship. That that would be a fun thing. I don't know that Steve leaves the state of Louisiana very often, though. Yeah, but See, if you're a the consultant, thing, you the can only do it guys Zoom. that I worry about, like I wonder how much of this all happening would lead to Saban retiring because he doesn't take one of these NFL consultant jobs and he spends a lot of time on the lake and he realizes I don't want to go back to that bullshit. Look what we just went through. We got a loaded team. We're heavily recruited. We're picked to be good again. We think we can win a national championship again. And it just all got taken from us by a bunch of bureaucrats who don't know shit about football. Yeah. I think it would be real easy to say, I'm out. Okay. Ryan I mean, he's, Day, he's got same a new, thing. He's got a new grandbaby at the house. So I mean. Yeah. Ryan Day, the same thing. Head on down to Cleveland. They got a new coaching staff. They got a new offense that they're trying to put in. You know, it, I like – Pat Fitzgerald going either to Chicago or this would really upset all the Chicago people, but going to the Packers where his former uh, athletic director is now a GM there. So, uh, and then somebody should probably be reaching out to your PJ Flex and your Jeff Brahms and just your offensive innovators. Yeah. I I agree. I think it would make the NFL a lot more exciting. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. I hope it happens. I hope all these NFL coaches 
get bored and say, you know what, I'll come be a consultant for you. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the college coaches for NFL. Yeah. Yes. All the college. That's what I meant. Yeah. I think, I think we could get some really cool pairings and you know, I, I think a lot of these guys might get the NFL bug. I could easily see Harbaugh oh, yeah. saying, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this crap anymore. I was really good in the NFL. I'm just going to go back and do this. There are too many bad coaches here. I think Lincoln Riley would say, I, I don't know if it's worth the headache, you know? Yeah. Saban could easily just say, I'm not, I don't think Saban would go to the NFL. Yeah. No, I, think I think Saban would, would say, um, it, this isn't worth the headache. Uh, and it's amazing that all those top tier coaches that win all the time would get a call. You know who's not getting a call out of all those guys? Ain't nobody calling Dabo. Ain't nobody calling oh, yeah. his dumb ass because he don't do anything. Well, no, I mean, he's, he's he and Ed Orgeron are very similar, right? They're both CEOs, and they are both incredibly good at recruiting and for riling up their team, right? Yeah, and, but, but, but they're good but, at being CEOs, and that's yeah. You know. Okay, Ed Ed is a Ed is a defensive specialist. Yeah, but he's but he's not a defensive coordinator. Like I don't no, know that he necessarily but he's never been one. But it doesn't matter. He, but he 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 brings a lot of value on defense. Can, uh, I mean, like a scary a lot of value on. Yeah, defense. no. He as far as the defensive line goes, like he knows technique. He knows that's yes. LSU always has a good defensive line. But Everywhere they did he's ever before been. him, but yeah. they did before him. But he's he at least has a specialty. I, yes, I don't know that Dabo does anything well outside of hire really good people to just do their job. Dabo was a wide receivers coach. And how good were the wide receivers at Clemson? Uh, they're pretty good. I mean, no, they, not now. How no, no, good no. Like, were they uh, when under, he was a wide receiver coach? Under him, yeah, they were they were pretty good back then too. I mean, you're talking Sammy Watkins and all that kind of mess back then. I mean, it, you know, he was like, the head coach for Sammy Watkins, but but it was recruited as a wide receiver guy. They, they, look, he they didn't coach. He didn't coach Sammy. He didn't coach Deshaun Hopkins. <laughs> I'm not going to say that he didn't coach those guys. He'll do nothing. Dabo was a good wide receivers coach. He wasn't. He wasn't the best in the world, but he I, he was pretty good. Uh, but no, they're probably like he's probably not getting he's not getting called. Well, he for won't, he won't get called. I just wanted to take a shot at him. But so, anyway, no, I'm with you. Uh, a hey, Tommy Jarvis jumps. At, well, first off, Darren McArdle said, "Will the college downfall uh, cause or or will uh will the college downfall uh, affect the NFL at all?" And and that's what we're talking about is if they end up with some coaching help. So it'll affect yeah. the NFL. In I I think the draft next year will be one of the craziest crap shoots we've ever had. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think I think you're and and here's what's sad. This is really sad if we lose college football. The la, so la, yesterday I brought up Joe Burrow, but the last 3 number 1 picks were guys that might not have gotten drafted at all. If they did, they would have been late round draft picks, okay? Yep. And all of them their final year of football played their way to the number one pick overall. Yeah. They changed their life forever. From one They changed season. the history of their family forever because of one great season. And we're not going to have that. Whose life just didn't get, you know, put on the fast track? Because we all assumed Tua would be number one. We all assumed that these great other quarterbacks that have great names that were good for years would be over. No one knew who Joe Burrow was. No one was talking. Everyone was talking about Sam Darnold and, and Joshua Rosen, all these other guys. Nobody was talking about Baker two years ago. Yeah. Or three, his, his, his junior year. No, well, I mean, they were, they were talking about him, but it wasn't, 
like first round quarterback, you know, whatever. Oh, not it close was, to first round. Yeah, like not it, close to first round. These guys might have gotten drafted. But well, they would have gotten drafted. I think they all would have gotten drafted. Maybe not Joe. It, the well, other two would have gotten it, drafted, but it would have been late. They would have been flyers. It, man, Kyler Murray wouldn't. Uh, Kyler Murray would have been playing baseball. Kyler Murray, you're damn right. Kyler Murray would. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kyler Murray would not be in the NFL right now. Yep. If it was not for that one season, that's the way. That's it goes. right. Uh, and and yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, just it it's not playing is going to affect some people in a big negative way. No, you are you're exactly right about that. Tommy Jarvis jumped in on Facebook. He said, uh, "Matt, how much did you have to pay for that top fan page?" I've been here since day one. I can't get no recognition. I should be a top fan, damn it. Uh, I don't know how the top fan thing works. I think that Huey has just commented so much over over the past few months that he is now considered a top fan. Uh, but come in and comment more often. So that's that's all I'll tell you, Tommy. Like, I think that's actually how that thing works. Uh, yeah, I don't think not, watching... I'm not really sure how the algorithm on Facebook works. Yeah, no idea. I mean, we're, we're on four different platforms. Yeah. I don't know how any of them work other than maybe Facebook. And, or not Facebook, uh, YouTube, and even then, like I, you know, I've got guys that are apparently blocked on Facebook that <laughs> I don't know how to get them unblocked. I don't know. Uh, Joseph Gomez said Peter Schrager brought up more of a mentor program fit the college coaches, and maybe that leads to a more minority hiring. Um, yeah, I mean, it, don't forget that we've also got the thing we talked about with Mike Loxley last week, which is the what is it, the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches. Um, yep. You know that that's still a thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Huey said, Tommy, I had to do unspeakable things to get it. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, Matt Miller said, the XFL should get going again and try and sign some of these college players. Zach Smith and Antonio Brown should have a podcast called Mindless. Um, that'd, be, that'd be kind of funny. I'd, hey, I'd like to listen to that. It'd be, uh, it'd I, be would entertaining. Not, I would not give them one download ever. Uh, Matt Miller said, maybe Tom Herman and Zach Smith can repair their relationship over some Magic City wings. I heard they're magical. Darren McArdle said, would Steve Spurrier help out? Uh, I think Spurrier's done. I think he's done coaching. I think he is on the golf course as we speak. Uh, <laughs> well, not now. It's too late for him. He's he done played eighteen today. <laughs> Damien said, "Wait, what? Did he just say Patrick Fitzgerald to the Cheeseheads? Damn it! Where's my tequila?" I know. I know you don't like that. I know it's not good. He's got a connection there, and they've drafted a lot of Northwestern guys. Yeah, I'd want him to go to Chicago. Yeah, no, I'm with you. He don't have to move. He don't have to leave. He just, you know. The Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, what's up? What's up, Brown Yeti? So we got our, we got both of our Yetis in here. That's good. And uh, Matt Miller said, is top fan like OnlyFans for older, beefier men? Yeah, I think it's something like that on Facebook. I'm not sure exactly how that works. <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, topic number four here. We're, uh, we're going to knock out the last two fairly quickly. Uh, interesting nugget today, and that would be that primetime Neon Dion Sanders is now working for Barstool Sports. Now, the only reason I found this funny is because he left the NFL Network, had an offer on the table from the NFL Network, and left it to go join and do a podcast for Barstool Sports. Now, his his whole thing on this was you have an audience with Barstool that you cannot reach on the NFL Network, and he wants to be able to motivate the youth and he wants to be able to talk and he wants to be able to have as open a voice as he can possibly have without being told what he has to say etc now port norrell lets you say anything you, you want you have got that and he'll right. let you criticize him oh yeah and i think there, that there this aren't is a lot of bosses be... that'll let you go on your podcast on their platform and let you dash them no, and he you're will. right 
And and I think this is going to be fascinating. I How long until Dion's a head coach in college? I'd I'd still say a couple of years, probably. I mean, but he. I don't think he's going to get like a job like Florida State. I just don't think. No, that's but happen. there's there's like a million Florida schools. You don't think he could take that Boca Raton job? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I could a hundred percent. If um, Central uh, Florida keeps churning out just terrible coaches after terrible guys, Central Florida, South uh, Florida, yeah, South Florida, South Florida. I mean, I could I could see that. I could I could one hundred percent see him. At you don't like think FIU. he'd take one of those jobs? Shoot, like, I he, think he would. I think he'd take Florida International. I think he'd take something like that down there. One hundred percent. I think know? he'd take South Florida. But remember, Dion's got like some shady stuff in his past with uh with Who the cares? whole. Well, college administrators care. <laughs> nah, they don't. They don't really care, Gary. But either way, it's, I'll, that was a long time ago. Quit bringing up old stuff, man. I'm just saying. I, I that was a long I think, time ago. I think this is a fascinating idea. Having him on Barstool will be a lot of fun because he can say it will be. whatever he wants to say, and I cannot wait to see him leave the NFL Network. And, I just and, want to know, is his podcast going to be entertaining? I, I'll tell you. I, I know Dion's entertaining, but... I think he's got cool stories, and he's got some things that he could say, but I've listened to a lot of these old football players' podcasts. I don't listen to a single one anymore. Yeah, these guys just aren't in. They're just not engaging enough to listen to week in and week out. Well, I think that's that's what we got to figure out about Dion, right? Because we know that he's entertaining on on a set. We know he's entertaining with other people. But how much do you talk on a set? Exactly, right? He's good for pregame shows. You're one of five or or six people. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm incredibly curious to see exactly what's going to happen here, because uh, you know he hadn't had to talk this much. I don't think. I don't think he's ever hosted a radio show or done anything like that. Like. Talking on a podcast, you know, it, it took Chris and I a long time. We've been doing this for five years now. Right. It, it took us a long time to get really, really comfortable and feel good about what we're putting out there. Well, it's not even about that. I feel like he's been in front of a mic and a camera long enough to where that's not an issue. It's what do you have to say? What do you want to talk about? Yeah. And is that entertaining to anybody? Um, now, everybody's going to listen at first. Oh, yeah. But, but and can you need he, to have can he some keep, great stories at first. But once those stories are all gone, at some point in time, we you know you, you're going you to have to have some substance. You got to keep them coming. You've got to create content where content is not there, which is what we are trying to do every day. Since football is not real, you got that right. You got that right. Damien Estrada said, uh, "Just curious, Chris, where would you have Lovey Smith going? Uh, nowhere." I don't know a single team that would want to bring Lovey Smith in as a consultant. I think, honestly, I think you've got a few defensive guys that are good enough that they'll get a call. Most of them are all going to be offensive gurus. That's a lot of them. That's where the NFL is trying to figure out how much of this air raid spread offense can we bring in and, and, and not get figured out or picked apart or just unathletic. Um, and so, you know, therein lies the problem with the air raid in college is it's a, it's a little bit of a gimmick uh, because normally you can't line up in the trenches and play somebody, and that's why you've got to run this offense. When when you can line up in the trenches, you know, are, are you completely cutting away a big part of your strength? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and, and, and we'll see. There are going to be some defensive coaches that have gotten really good at being able to uh, stop these spread offenses, right? 
So I would yep. imagine oh, somebody. Oh, no. There's no doubt. Dave Aranda will get a call from somebody. Oh yeah, and and Brent Venables as well will probably Brent, get Brent a call. Venables as well. Yes, yeah. Those two gentlemen will get a call from somebody. Yep, because they have gotten really really good at slowing oh. down these uh, these high tempo spread teams. So, so yes, yes. Yeah. If I was if I was a coach in the AFC West, not named Kansas City, I would be calling these guys. Yep. And I'd be saying, "How the hell do I deal with this problem?" Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a problem, and I need help solving it. Joseph Gomez said Dion Jr. got in his head. Risky move, but let's see. Yeah, I, it, I agree. It's a risky move, but I think it's just a one-year thing, and we'll see what happens with Dion, but I'm uh, I'm excited about that. Lonzo Chico jumps in. He said, go Gators. Hey, go Gators, whatever. I'm in. Uh, Matt Miller said he gave up all that money so he could act like drunk uncle at the cookout. That's kind of what the video that he put out came across as for Deion Sanders. But Look, uh, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him either. Look, if you well, get paid the thing, to he do gave that, up money is a relative term. I doubt that he gave up any kind of money. Go. I, I was going to say, go into a place like Barstool Podcasting, you can make a fort. Go, somebody asked yeah. Joe Rogan how much you give up when you get into podcasting. Yeah, no, he's he's making substantial Adam Carolla, bank. Bill Simmons. Yeah. No, you can, you can make more money doing podcasting than you ever could sitting behind that news desk. Yep. Uh, Darren McArdle said uh, Dion's not coaching material. He can coach players, but not teams. Uh, John well, L. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I'd, I'd, if I was one of those smaller schools in Florida, I'd I'd at least make him say no to me. <laughs> John L. jumped in. He said, Lovey will be working at Ron Zook's bank anyway, so he's out. <laughs> uh, Damien said, damn it, why couldn't they take Romo instead of Dion? I'm tired of seeing Romo every Sunday. Uh, I'm not. No, I, I love Romo. I love Tony Romo. I love did you Tony see Romo. ESPN? This is not on our stuff to talk about. ESPN's Monday night. The balls on these guys. They made an offer to Sean McVay. ESPN. This dude. I. It was one of the things that dropped down on my notif- notifications today while I was working. I, now, At now some I point look. in time, they made an offer to Sean McVay for the. This dude's only. He's still in his twenties. His name doesn't his his age doesn't have a three on it, and you think he's ready to hang it up? Uh, Can you find anything about that? Yeah, pro football talk from eight hours ago. Yeah, said ESPN I knew it was earlier to, today. What? ESPN the talked ball, to Sean listen, McVay you're about, talking about shoot your shot. This the, all right, so it said John Gruden went from Monday Night Football booth to an NFL head coaching job. Another NFL head coach reportedly got a pitch from ESPN about making the opposite move. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post reports that ESPN approached. Rams head coach Sean McVay about taking an analyst job for the Monday slate of games. Per, per Marchand, the network thinks McVay would be a standout in that role. Oh, McVay, I think he would be out uh, uh, just unbelievably amazing. But he's been coaching for four years. He's made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, now, here's where it came from, all right? So, McVay did not take the job. He's preparing for his fourth season as the Rams Oh, he didn't coach. take the job. Um, amazing. Imagine, that's a, right? That's just groundbreaking reporting right there. He didn't take the job. He said, uh, He said, while it would seem like a long shot that McVay would look for another line of work at the age of 34, he oh, has... He is 30? Yeah, I he's 34. I would not have guessed this man is 30. Uh, he has talked about the possibility that the workload required of an NFL head coach could lead to him burning out. A TV gig would offer a lot of money and far less taxing schedule, so it could come up for discussion again in the future. Now, uh, in the future, I think he's going to be unbelievable one day at it. Yeah. But if he walks now, man, that dude is super young. How long has he been the head coach? Four years? It, it, he's moving into his fourth season. And he's already so been. Super- so he's only been three years. Yep. 
Holy cow. You, th- you just wanted to hang up now? It's interesting. <sighs> we it's would, interesting. That, that is shooting your shot right there. That is just, hey, you, you know, that the, the answer to every question you don't ask is no. So just, just whirl it up there and see what happens. Uh, as far as the Dion thing goes, uh, this article said, on the business side, it's another example of the transitioning of sports media personalities to new platforms and entities like Barstool that connects them with a younger demographic. The deal was born out of Sanders' son's affinity for the Barstool podcast Million Dollars Worth of Game. It was negotiated by Barstool CEO Eric Nardini and Sanders' representative Constance Schwartz-Marini, the co-founder of SMAC Entertainment. Uh, he said, it, this isn't a strategy. Um, he's Deion Sanders. You get a text message introducing you to Deion Sanders, you respond to the text. Yep. Uh, you get on the airplane, it was serendipity more than anything else. Like, it- <laughs> Yeah, no, when Deion calls and says... I don't want to take this bunk ass offer from from the the NFL Network. Yep. Uh, what can we work out? Uh, let's start putting some numbers together. Yeah, and in a couple of hours, we can have an offer. Yeah, now you're right. You are right. All right, let's dumb or let's uh, dive into this last topic of the day here. And that would be that Desmond Howard believes that Nebraska should apologize to the Big Ten and that the Big Ten should kick Nebraska out of the conference. Now, here is the quote. He said, I would demand a public apology from Nebraska. If I'm Kevin Warren, right now I'm working on a way to get their ass out of the Big Ten, Howard said on Get Up this morning. He said, they're not Notre Dame, baby. They don't have that cachet. What in the world is Desmond Howard thinking here? So this is like, this is my problem with everything. <laughs> it we we just had a fight. Nebraska and the Big Ten just had a fight. Okay, yeah. you don't blow up that relationship. You don't set that contract on fire. You don't just kick them out. You work through problems. While we enjoy it's okay clowning, to disagree with something when you're going through yes. a major stressful situation. Let's all walk away. Let's all cool down, and in a couple of months we'll come back and we'll talk. We enjoy clowning on Nebraska. Yes, like that's, I the like past making few years, fun of Nebraska a lot. It's, it's been fun because of the hype around the team and, yes. and what the realistic expectations should be, right? I normally don't like punching down. I punch down at Nebraska because everybody else seems to want to puff them up so badly. Now, here's the thing, though. That doesn't mean that we hate Nebraska nope. or that we dislike their fans. As a matter nope. of fact, I think it's fantastic how much their fans buy into what they do. Holy Nebraska, cow, it's amazing. Nebraska is so much more like an SEC program than a Big Ten program that it's ridiculous. It, but, but here's the thing. None of that, none of that matters. None agreed. of that matters. You can't just, we had a fight. We had a major disagreement about something. All of the schools had a major disagreement about this thing. But you're not kicking them all out, Desmond. Yeah. Like Jim Harbaugh Harbaugh was the first Big Ten coach to openly kind of go against what his his school president. And and nobody wanted to kick you guys out. We're we're having a fight. We're having a conflict. We're going through a real stressful situation. and, And people are heated and people are saying things. And these things can't be held against you forever. This is this is stupid. This is childish. But this is what we do in our country now. I disagree with you. We we're having a fight, so we can never talk again. Screw you! I'm burning this bridge to the ground. That's all we do. Nobody works with them one another. No one wants to say. In a couple of months, let's come back and have a beer and let's figure this thing out. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 
it, it cracks me up because Desmond Howard brings up they're not Notre Dame. They don't have that cachet. And yet Nebraska has won three national championships since Notre Dame's last one. Like it, and not that any of them are significantly like recent, yeah. but, but it's not about the national. But it's not about any of that. It's you know Nebraska still has cachet. They 100 percent do. Like it, it just putting it out there. Uh, Matt Miller, by the way, jumps in said Nebraska never belonged in the Big Ten. Anyways, come home, baby, back to where you belong in the Big Twelve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If they went back to the Big Twelve, it would be a tail between the legs situation. I just don't see that happening. They don't need to. They no. need to work this shit out. We need to learn to resolve conflict in our world. Yes. This, this is all I want is people to be reasonable and people to understand that it's okay for you and me to disagree. It's even okay for us to get into a fight about it. It's okay for both of us to show our ass and act like morons. Yes. It's okay. And then to, to, to sit back, go to bed, think about it and say, man, God sounded like an idiot. All right. <laughs> At some point in time, one of us is going to be humble enough to talk to the other one and work this shit out. You can't just burn every bridge because you had a fight. Yeah. Because you're, you had a You're disagree. 100% right. Um, Mark one said, how can it be, uh, how can it be people down on Notre Dame for being independent than all these teams trying to play, but that's okay. I don't understand. No, yeah, exactly all these, right. I get what he's saying. Okay. All these teams have clowned on Notre Dame. You're going to need a conference one day. You're going to need a conference one day. And right now, Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, all these schools, all wishing Nebraska, they were independent. Iowa, yeah. they're all kind of wishing they was independent right now. You got that right. Darren McArdle jumped back in. He said Nebraska and Miami uh, used to be rivals in a top one, and both have bombed out. Yeah, 100% right. I it's mean, not the 90s anymore, guys. Yeah, you got that right. Things are changing in the college we football world. We test for world. cocaine now, and Miami just went down the drain. Matt Miller. And, uh, Nebraska, <laughs> uh, for, we just don't play football the way we used to, yeah. where you just line up six offensive linemen and push people around and run off guard left and off guard right over and over and over again. By guy. I mean, they're in the Big Ten anyway. They play Wisconsin every year. I would love if they would just go back to the triple option. I mean, I, th- I think they'd be better suited for it. I think it'd be great. Um, Matt Miller said the bus need to come home too. They don't belong in the Pac-12. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I understand. And Susan A jumps in. I think this is a, a first time. Said, would it take a vaccine? How would the uh, how could the big uh, excuse me? I cannot talk. How could the Big Ten and Pac-12 sit at home? I have such a hard time believing that they'll just sit out while the other three play. Um, I would imagine more than likely the odds are that nobody will be playing football this fall because of lawyers. I would imagine that that's what's going to happen. But I can 100% see if things go through, if they get enough legal help and they believe that they can get through a season without actually dealing with any of these legal ramifications, then absolutely the Big Ten and the Pac-12 would sit out the season and the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 would play football because it matters more to those school presidents. Those school presidents in those conferences get it on a different level than the ones in the Pac-12 in the Big Ten do. Well, the people that they are donating do. money actually care about this stuff. Yes. Yeah, period. Uh, Joseph said Chris just gave out half of Nebraska's playbook. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's uh, what it used to be. 
when they were yeah. good and you oh, could yeah. play football that way. We hadn't played football that way in a long time. You got that right. Which is I mean, why, we're 20 years removed from playing football that way. Which is why triple option teams and whatnot, these wing T teams that pop up every now and then. Oh, there's, give people there's no doubt. Willie Fritz needs to be the next call that Nebraska makes. Oh, 100%. Oh, God, Just bring somebody so up there that is so open-minded about offense and 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 can figure – just give me the players you got and I'll figure something out. If yeah. I got to run a power spread, we'll run a power spread. If I got to run a power eye, we can run a power eye. If we got a, you know, triple option, we'll run a triple eye. He don't care. He don't give a damn. Yep. Uh, Matt Miller said the third play in the 90s playbook is Tommy Armstrong. Do what you got to do. Yep. Do what you got to do. Do what it. you got to do. do. Yeah, just give it to him, and he'll do something special. Uh, Damien closes us out here. He said, uh, uh, oh, Susan A. said, Ohio State does not have a school president. Uh, they've got a board, and I know they do. So, But either way, they, they, they voted, and they voted to not play. So you can tell me all day about how much Ohio State cares about football and whatnot. So we've got a lot of academic people that have never had a real job. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Damien is going to close us out. This will be the last comment that I read here. Uh, he said, I bet, uh, I bet Desmond is one of those dummies that thinks that the earth is flat. I mean, it is possible. Um, it's not Tommy Armstrong, by the way, it's Tommy Frazier. <laughs> Tommy Whatever. Frazier. Do what you got to do, Tommy Frazier. All right, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for giving us another hour of your day. We do appreciate everybody that jumps into the chat every single day. You guys help drive the conversation. We appreciate all of you. Mark one closes us. He said, uh, Irish ACC champs for Chris. Yeah. Hey, it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, that's I'd all I wanted it. to see. That's all one, one miracle game against Clemson. Don't oh, care about great. the first game. You care about the second game. You got that right. You got one that miracle right. Game against Clemson. Let Notre Dame join a conference. Let Notre Dame win the conference. It would just warm my heart. If we do end up having college football, you can find us over at sbrpicks.com. That is sportsbookreview.com. On their website, on their YouTube channel, all of our college football content for the year, our picks, our previews, uh, the news and notes and all that kind of stuff, uh, recapping every week, etc. the opening lines, close, whatever. sbrpicks.com is where you're going to be able to find it. Go over to the website, check it out. We've got several videos up already discussing the best coaches and the best teams Against the spread in different scenarios. We've got a new video that just went up last night. Go over there, check it out. SBRPicks.com. We would definitely appreciate that. Or you can check out our Twitter pages. We've got it posted over there as well. Um, WinningCuresEverything.com is our website. Make sure you go over there. You can find everything you need to know about us. If you have not already, hit the like button on the video and make sure that you share it out with your buddies if you liked what you saw today. Also, just make sure you're subscribed. That way you get notified whenever we go live. You can jump in here. We appreciate the conversation. We hope everybody continues to jump in throughout the rest of the fall season, regardless of what the hell else is going on. So we're, we're going to be here talking about something. Some days we talk about fast food. Some days we talk about best chicken, best, you know, whatever. We'll figure out something to talk about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you will stick around. You guys have been great. Chris, appreciate your time today, brother. And uh, you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.